the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. And the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. remember with great fondness the adorable antics of the most fabulous child star of them all, Baby Jose. <laughs> Many people ask, whatever happened to Baby Jose? <laughs> well, folks, he's here today, one of the few performers who has made the difficult transition from child star to that of a mature leading man. I can't tell you how pleased I am to meet you, sir. See the man. <laughs> He is a nice man. He is pleased to meet me. Hello, man. Hello. That's very uh, cute, Mr. Amass. I wonder... I, I, I wonder... I have a doggy. His name is Spot. Run, Spot, run. See, Spot, run. There goes Spot. That's, that's, I like Spot. Spot likes that's me. That's adorable, Mr. Jimenez, but uh, can't you act your age? Sure. Just how old are you? 360 months. <laughs> All right. Then would you mind talking your age? Okay. I am old. 
See my wrinkles. Watch my tooth. I guess most people remember you best from all those wonderful musicals you did as a child. Yes, yes. Do you I remember did any of those wonderful songs you sang? Oh yes, I remember all of those wonderful songs that I sang. I wonder, I wonder if you could sing a little of the most famous one of them all. Oh, you must mean life is a hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> Yes, oh. yes, it would be a thrill to hear that again. Well, it would be a thrill for me to do that. Life is a hot fudge sundae With the bright red cherry on top It's a chocolate cream with thick whipped cream It's very good to the last drop So when you are having troubles And the whole world begins to droop Give those worries a nudge with good hot fudge on a big double ice cream scoop. Yes, life is a hot fudge sundae. And if you think of it, if life is a hot fudge sundae, then death is a banana split. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. I guess this hour is a rising star. She's uh, appearing in a new Netflix coming-of-age film called Mixtape, scheduled to release in December. Her name is Olga Petza, and she joins me by phone. Hi, Olga. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> Olga, I, I, I don't normally ask women this, but, but how old are you? I'm 15 years old. Okay, because I know this is a coming-of-age movie that's coming up in uh, December from Netflix called Mixtape, and it centers around a 12-year-old girl. And I just, I, I, I know that a lot of times Hollywood and its infamous wisdom will cast people, you know, to play 12 and 13 and 14-year-olds that are in their 30s. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, let me, let me ask you this first, before we talk about the movie, um, you were born in, in Cyprus and moved to Vancouver, British Columbia with your family, um, before your 10th birthday. Why did the family move to Vancouver? We moved, um, Honestly, the situation in Cyprus with um, economy and all that was not the best. And so we made a family decision that uh, moving to Canada would open a lot more doors and have better opportunities for each and every one of us. Um, and it was we were all included in that decision, which was very nice, even at such a young age. 
and I'm I'm really glad we made the move. Did you know at that time that you wanted to act? No, I um, I was always creative. I loved dancing and singing and acting in front of my mirror in my own time. But um, living in such a tiny country, that, you know, Cyprus has a population of one million people, I didn't really consider it um, as a career. But then once we immigrated to Canada, I was able to see that, huh, maybe, maybe this can turn into something more than just a hobby. Um, and so I started about six months after we arrived. And now, at, at age nine or eventually ten, uh, were you thinking about a career? No. <laughs> I was just thinking of, you know, enjoying my, my life and, you know, eating all sorts of food and hanging out with my friends. <laughs> so not at all. <laughs> are your parents, uh, do they encourage you or are they supportive of what you want to do? They're supportive of whatever I choose to do. The opportunity came up. I was able to join a program and um, I made the decision to go for it. And from there, it's just been support in whatever I choose to do, and my with my brother as well. And I was going to mention, you're the younger of, of two siblings. Um, how much older is your brother? My brother is three years older than me. He's 18. And He's he, an adult. And now I can't does, believe it. Do, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think of him as an adult, do you? <laughs> I don't think any sibling thinks of their adult sibling as an adult. <laughs> I think the, I think you're probably right about that, Olga. But <laughs> but does your brother aspire to the performing arts as an actor or musician or anything? Um, no, he plays sports. He plays soccer, football. It makes more sense to me to say football. Um, he's currently in Europe um, trying out, so it's a very exciting time for both of us. Yeah, I would think. And and what about your parents? What do your parents do? Um. My my dad is uh, near the age of retirement, but he was always in, um, he studied engineering and then continued to, he created his own um, betting company, so people would place bets on sports and like that, and that's um, um, kind of how my parents met. Um, and then my mom, she has a, a job in Vancouver, TransLink, but also she has a side job of um, baking cupcakes, Maya's cupcake bouquets, and she's she's very talented. I don't know how she does it, but she basically um, makes uses the icing and makes flour like cupcakes. Oh, does uh, like like frosting, sculpting frosting? Yes, that's so like cool. That very interesting <laughs> that is so cool so how does how does this work um most of the films that are made aren't made in vancouver or are there a lot of films being made there um i would say there are a lot of vancouver is a very busy place acting wise um mixtape was filmed in vancouver but um, I did do. I did take part in a project um, recently that was filmed in Toronto, and I flew over with my dad. So it's um, we try to figure out what works and what doesn't, and um, 
just constant support and trying to find out, you know, how we can, um, if, if a film is um, filmed somewhere further away, how we can kind of do that. But there wasn't anything that was too far, um, so far. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> but what would you do, in, like in that particular case, when you went to Toronto, did you have to miss school for that? What do you do about trying to you know, be an actor, and you still got to be a kid. You still got to go to school and stuff. Yeah. So since I am a minor, I do have to be doing school on set. Um, and so the production arranges for me to have a tutor, and I'm able to do everything online until the time I come back. And that's what I was doing. Um, and now that I'm back, I go every day to school, um, back to normal life, no filming. And and when you say back to normal life, it's not a private school or uh, no public and, public high school. And and what do your classmates think of of your moonlighting gigs? <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I honestly I'm glad I don't. There's not um, I guess that I stereotypical. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Which is really nice, um, you know, kind of just living a normal teenage life and like every other person out there um, who's a teenager. And I also have a couple friends also in my classes who um, also do acting. So if I'm ever needing someone my age to relate, thankfully I have that, which is nice. That is nice. That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in mixtape, um, it, it centers around a... Uh, a 12-year-old girl played by, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, is it Gemma Brooke Allen? Gemma. 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 I, I knew it was one or the other, and it's just natural yeah. that I would pick the wrong one. Um, <laughs> but but Gemma plays a 12-year-old girl, and she makes some friends, and you are one of the friends that she becomes acquainted with. But you're described in some press I was reading, the character that is, Nikki, as intimidatingly tough. Yes. But you don't sound <laughs> like you're really intimidating or tough. Um, I think that depends on the day. No, I <laughs> um, <laughs> it's um, it was it was interesting, very interesting to to create and portray Nikki because of these differences, but also certain similarities. That was interesting to find out. Um, I had to in a way, establish a line between, oh, you know, I'm a badass who doesn't like friends and doesn't like people, but also I'm a teenage girl who actually may enjoy having having friends and girls to talk to. And so um, um, I would use all this information, you know, from where this character is coming from and how her family deals with all sorts of things and this and that and music. And also would speak with the director, Valerie Weiss, um, in figuring out, and my coach, Jill Teed, in figuring out um, how to play that and in which moment is what. So it was, um, it's described that way, but I think once people watch the film, they'll see that there's much more to that. I think that's just a stereotypical description of this girl who, you know, likes listening to punk rock music and dresses in all dark with leather jackets but there's a lot more to her which i really love 
More with rising star Olga Petza straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers, and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Hello. Speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed. It's a robocall. Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, file a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm a 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. And the Tom Sumner Program. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with rising star Olga Petza straight ahead. Do you get a lot of screen time in the movie? Yeah. Yes, I was able to watch it. Yeah, I do, yes. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, there there are some, you know, there's some real talent in this uh, production. Um, mm-hmm. Two-time Emmy winner Julie Bowen, and, uh, and of course, Gemma and, and Nick Thune and, and uh, Jackson Rathbone. Um, you know, these are pretty experienced people and you know there's there's a lot of times you know i'll talk to people and they'll say oh yeah i got a gig it's in this really big movie and and you see them for like 30 seconds and that's it yeah um no i was um featured a, a good amount of time and like you were saying this this um there's so many great people involved with this um in this film and and you know crew and cast together so i'm um it's it's really it's i'm thrilled knowing that this was my first project and i got to work with 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 everyone yeah that's that's got to be uh that's got to be great how did you get the gig i um my agent sent me the audition at around uh may 2020 and there I did a self-tape. It was obviously COVID times. Um, yeah. And um, I got a call back, which means that they they liked me. And so I did another self-tape. And then um, after that, I was able to have a one-on-one Zoom call with a director, Valerie Weiss, where we spoke about, about the character and about mixtape as a whole. And also we just got to know each other personally, which was, it was really nice getting to know her Um as a person instead of only a director. Um, she's, she's really, really great. Um, and a few days after that, I had a chemistry read with the, um, other cast over on zoom again. And then the day after, which went really great. I mean, I was nervous, but I was, um, as it was going, everyone was, um, so welcoming and encouraging. It was really, really great. And then the day after, we receive a, a call from my agent letting us know that they'd like me to do one more scene again. And so I hop on Zoom um, after a freak-out moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and Valerie says, you know, it's it's all good. We just wanted to try one more thing. Let me just invite the other cast member. And then she turns and she said, no, I won't because you got the role. And it was... Um, so exciting. I was small existential crisis. I was like, Whoa, what is going on? And my mom <laughs> was screaming and I was screaming. And I even said, are you joking? Which thinking back is so embarrassing, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I imagine 
that after going through those, jumping through all those hoops, that you, you probably do get to feeling like, this is just dragging on. They they don't really want me. And and then when they say they do, it's it it has to take you off guard a little bit. How how much were you able to prep for these these auditions and these tests that you did by Zoom? Um, did you have the script ahead of time? Were you playing scenes, or did you just have to come up with stuff and and do your own? Yeah, so I had the individual scenes, um, especially at the very beginning, um, and the description of the character, which sometimes can be a little vague. So you have to um, use that information and create your own story and um, also using the information on the scenes. Excuse me. And um, so I had that. I didn't have the entire script until after all this this entire process, I believe. but I was, I did have enough time between each audition and I was, um, I wouldn't be able to do it without my coach, Jill Teed, um, and friend who, um, helped me shape this person and not just create a character, but be the character, which, um, is something I learn every day as an actor. So it, um, enough time and good coaching, just go in for it. And I know that, <clears throat> These things do take time. My voice is super sorry. My voice is getting all coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, it does take time, and sometimes you, you know, have to constantly keep telling yourself, you know, um, keep pushing. If you're enjoying it, keep going. Um, I wasn't feeling like it was you know, dragging out. I was just enjoying each bit because it was a very exciting time. Now this, um, the movie takes place and it revolves around a, a, uh, an orphaned 12 year old who on the eve of Y2K or the year 2000 finds a broken mixtape crafted by her teen parents. And like any orphaned kid anything that you find that might tell you something about your parents becomes the center of attention and thus the name of the film mixtape but i i have to ask the year 2000 was before you were born (laughs) and mixtapes go way back did you how did how did you try to imagine or put yourself in that place where you're living 21 years ago and and dealing with something that's probably 40 or 50 years old in terms of of the mixtape and and not only that technology but just the idea of doing it did you for example uh olga did you even know what a mixtape was I did. I did know. I never had any, I never had one or anything related to that, but I did know. And, you know, unlike um, older days, there was the internet. So I was able to look up anything that I was, um, I had any questions and also with my parents and any other um, adult <laughs> mature person who was able to help me. Um, but also um, I think that, even though this story is based in 1999 to 2000, um, there were so many 
other larger elements to this, such as, you know, friendship and loss and love and self-discovery that, um, that some of those things never change. Yeah, exactly. That I was able to relate to regardless of my age. Um, so that's why I think that even though this story is based in the time where a lot of, you know, um, young people have not lived through, they're still going to be able to relate because of all these other things that are, um, included and are a huge part of the film. So if I did have any questions, I, I did ask, but mostly was just the, it was just working through those, um, other parts that I was talking about. Well, I'm old enough, Olga, that I have actually made a mixtape and and had Ooh. one made for me, and um, and and it it makes me wonder. And and I remember what I was feeling, you know, when I put the the one together that I made, and when I got the one that I got. Um, and I just wonder is is there a cultural equivalent to that now? Um, oh, I mean, I mean, what would someone, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I was probably your age and and maybe even a couple of years older. And and I get a mixtape from my girlfriend and she is saying in the songs that she has selected for this tape, how she feels about me. And it's, it's a real emotional thing. And it's, um. And it, and it was something that the technology of the time allowed. And I just, I just wonder what someone your age now would do, you know, in place of that to not anonymously, but at a distance, <laughs> share your feelings with someone. Right. Um, I think if I were to relate it back to music, it would be with, um, <laughs> any apps that people can create playlists on. But um, for me, I, I think the equivalent to that would be, you know, a flower, a nice card. Again, um, if you can create a playlist online and then share it. That's, um, that's what I was that, thinking. You, you know, yeah. is that something, you know, that, that someone your age could do say you know there are all these really cool songs and they remind me of this special person and i'm going to put them all together on a playlist and say check out this playlist that i made for you yeah for sure I so think that is definitely... that is the equivalent of a mixtape then um yeah basically <laughs> well that's exactly you know i, I learned something every day um, of course so i think i'm um, I think that's regardless of age, especially now that everything's online. Um, yeah, that's true. It's um, it's just easier. But I think it would be really, really um, a great experience creating a mixtape. Um, that would be fun. Do you know what the release date is for uh, mixtape? December third. Um, oh, I believe okay. it's. And it'll be available on Netflix, of course. Netflix, yeah. Um, I think it's December 3rd, 12.01 a.m. Um, okay. So it's, it's right there on time. Okay, <laughs> as so... As soon as it turns December 3rd, yeah. 
Oh, as soon as it turns the third. I was thinking maybe. Yeah, so it's 12.01 December 2 going to third. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's always a little confusing to describe. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, if they just say the release date is the third, by the time you get online and go to check it out on the third, it's there. It's um, there, yes. And I, I, I guess I'm wondering what's what's next then for you, or does it really have to be out and about and, and some reaction given to it before your agent or or maybe you or your parents would would start angling for another uh, for another part? I um I did. Uh this last month, I, as I was, I said previously, I was in Toronto. I did take part in a, another project that, unfortunately, I can't say much about because nothing is um, released and revealed yet. But I do have a little behind the scenes on my Instagram. Um, but um, it, um, I'm just right now focusing on school, and uh, my agent is sending auditions as much as. He can, and I'm just, um, you know, I have my at-home set up with my backdrop and my light and my phone to film, and so I just film the auditions, and we see what comes out of it. There's not a specific time um, that we aim to do certain things. We kind of just go with the flow and see what comes up. How do you um, how do you decide who you're going to send auditions to? Are there is is there a subscription that you get that talks about upcoming projects and who's looking and who the, what kind of actors they're looking for and that kind of thing? Yeah, that's not really um, my job. That's mostly on my agent. He looks at all these different, I'm sure, online websites. I'm not too familiar with how he finds the auditions, but he sends them over to us um, by email or um, this um, other website called Actors Access, blah, blah. And from there, I get to read the description of the role, and I see the sides, the, the um, script for the, the scenes, and I see if... Um, it's something I would be interested in. I'm not picky at all. I'm just kind of going with everything they uh, throw our way, which is really fun to do. Um, and I just, I just film. <laughs> Are you studying acting and other aspects of, of performing? Um, I did do theater um, when I was younger, but that wasn't, it was mostly school theater, or I would. I remember one year I I went to this theater slash acting slash singing um, slash dancing school, um, and there we had a end of the year theater performance. But I'm mostly focusing on um, screen acting and TV and film. And and how do you how do you do that? Uh, um, I mean. You must be doing something to develop your your skills. How how do you do that? And, and that's why I was asking if you're taking any classes or do you have some kind of a uh, discipline of your own and you watch other people and 
other projects. What do you do do to make yourself better? Yeah, so with, um, as an individual, I do constantly watch other films and other interviews, and I try to educate myself as much as possible. But I also, um, I do take acting classes. Most of them were online when I was taking them because of COVID. Um, recently I took, um, Howard Fine's acting studio. That's the, um, class. That's the studio I was working with and taking a class and it was really, really incredible. Um, and also I have my, my coach, Jill Teed, whom I met, uh, years, a few years ago. And, um, we became friends and developed this coach uh student relationship but also this friend friend relationship and with my entire family and so whenever an audition comes up i um i contact her and i do my own work on you know who this person is and where this is all going on and blah blah all the behind the scene stuff you gotta do and then i film it most of the time with um with jill so she she um, coaches you a little bit if um, you know if if you're reading lines yes. together and so on. Yeah. So we film and we all co- we bring our own ideas to it and we find what works and what doesn't and it's it's quite an experience. I love it. <laughs> now, I I was kind of teasing you a little bit about being nine years old and thinking about your career, but are, are you beginning to zero in and think this is really something you want to do um, and, and pursue as a career? I do, um, for sure. I do really, really enjoy it, and that's my number one thing is to um, see if whatever I'm doing brings me happiness. Um, and I'm just Hopefully, I can continue doing this, and obviously, the years ahead, we'll see what I'm gonna uh, study. If I um, if I would want to study acting, and so I'm just just seeing how it all goes. But I would really like to continue for sure. Now, mixtape. I, I was reading something about you, and it said uh, mixtape is your biggest role yet. Um, yes. What other roles have you done? Um, I've, I've been in a commercial, but mostly before that, though, uh, it would have to be student films, um, which are films created by college university students, um, for their acting programs. And so that's what I was taking part in. So this mixtape really was, um, my first big thing, as you said. <laughs> well, the reason that I ask, and and this is going to sound really, uh, really hokey, Olga, but you really do look familiar to me. I do. Yeah have yeah, have, um... have you had people say that you resemble someone else from show business that you maybe have some of the same features as someone um... else? I've had uh, I've had a few people tell me I have a familiar face. They didn't mention specific people, um, but I have I've had someone tell me I look like um, 
Did they tell me? Yeah, like Emma Watson. I've had that, especially when I was younger. I had the bangs, um, like uh. she did when she was younger. But um, I don't know. Maybe I just have one of those more familiar. Hopefully, my face will become more familiar to others. You know, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I, I, I saw a picture of you, I think it, it was connected to... Um, press for uh mixtape and i saw a couple of other pictures um from imdb or someplace and as i was looking at this one that they released uh connected with uh mixtape i looked at it and i thought man she looks familiar and, mm. and i and i i really can't place it but um and and you look great, by the way. Let me let me say that. So, Thank you. <laughs> so that you know you don't get the wrong impression. But um, let me uh, let me ask this: as as we're running out of time a little bit, something I I do with uh, all of my guests is where people can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? I have a. A social media account. I have Instagram. Of course um, you do. Olga Petsa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's my name. Um, and also, there are interviews coming in and coming out soon. So, we'll, um, I if you were to look up my name on the internet, I'm sure something would come out that would lead you to probably again my Instagram, um, <laughs> which is where I'm most active. So if if you want to, you know, join in on this journey of mine, um, hop on there. That would be nice. Well, I wish you all the best of luck with uh, uh, Mixtape, which is coming out, but all your future projects, even the ones you won't tell me about. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I really do want to say I want to spell everything, but I cannot. <laughs> well, good for I you. Can- yeah. Play your cards close to your chest, and you know when it's time, then put it out there big. Um, yeah. But um, thank you so much for spending this time with me. You're a delight to talk to. Thank you so much. You too. This was this was really great. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Olga, take care. Bye bye. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Right. That was uh, Olga Petza. She is uh, playing the role of Nikki. Um, friend to the uh, the main character in a new coming-of-age film from Netflix that's uh, being released December 3rd. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program. The Tom Sumner Program.com Enjoy, oh, tidings of comfort.
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. All the Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis, a charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me. Those eastern winters, I can't endure them So every year I pack my gear and come out here Till Purim, Rosh Hashanah, I spend in Arizona And Yom Kippur way down in Mississippi But in December there's just one place for me Amid the California flora I'll be lighting my menorah Like a baby in his cradle I'll be playing with my dreidel Spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica by the sea I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica Wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis A charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me those eastern winters, I can't endure them So every year I pack my gear and come out here Till Purim, Rosh Hashanah, I spend in Arizona And Yom Kippur, way down in Mississippi But in December, there's just one place for me Amid the California flora, I'll be lighting my menorah Like a baby in his cradle, I'll be playing with my dreidel Here's the Judas Maccabeus, boy if he could only see us Spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica by the sea This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program Christmas 
gonna praise the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, snowman, and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kitties knock him down. When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chillin', we'll frolic and play the Eskimo way. Walking in a winter wonderland, walking in a winter wonderland, walking in a winter wonderland. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Good tidings to you wherever you are. Good tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. Hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program with a little holiday music. Our Christmas music, of course, is better than everybody else's because it's local. Heard some uh, nice holiday themes there. And and we're going to have that throughout the season wherever I have an extra few minutes or, you know, I, I can squeeze it in. We're going to hear some holiday music throughout the season. And as I always say, our Christmas music is better than everybody else's because it's local. But, um, but we've got some great stuff coming up, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. It, it was a delight talking with uh, Olga Petza, who's appearing in Mixtape. That movie will be released on Netflix coming up December 3rd. Before that, talking about uh, Giving Tuesday, which is tomorrow, by the way, and uh, ways you might uh, help the homeless. And... Um, had that conversation with Sherman Haggerty, whose new book is called Hope Disappearing, a Population Left Behind. And we started out this morning with some uh, tips um, for uh, finding affordable insulin with Andy Vicari from uh, Lilly Diabetes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. We've got uh, some great shows coming up this week and over the next several weeks and uh, I hope you'll tune in and be part of it. Anyway, that's Smoking George Winters Tickling the Ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room, but I will be back tomorrow with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.